Welcome back to Hotel Moment. I'm Jennifer Susky, and today I'm talking with Lydia, who is the Regional Sales Manager with Caesars Entertainment. Thank you for coming on, Lydia. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so first, I got to ask you, we're both up in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm already starting to think gardening. And from what we spoke about last time, it sounds like you've already started. Yeah. I actually spent about an hour yesterday evening while the sun was out putting soil into my raised beds and my back hurt afterwards. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the planning stages. So I am like when it, the definition of amateur gardener, like that would be my face. So if yeah. anyone has any tips or tricks on uh, how to uh, be a better gardener, let me know because last year my tomatoes came out the size of like quarters. So. <laughs> It's a constant process everywhere. <laughs> We're all trying to develop new skills in the pandemic, I think. And um, I don't know. I'm hoping this is going to be my year. This is going to be my gardening year. I was my green thumb year. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. really. <laughs> so we'll I will check back in on that. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe again, we'll start our own gardening podcast after this. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so you have an amazing story that I am so excited to just jump right into. Uh, coming in and out of hotels, you worked in hotels, you worked with Helms Briscoe, and then you came back again. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, I know that you started with IBM, but then you jumped into hotels. So I want to know a little bit about what you did at IBM and how you made that transition. Yeah, so I got a degree in international studies. So hotels, hospitality was not on my radar other than lots of um server experience in restaurants. Um, and so I got an internship with IBM in college and didn't really know what it was, but I knew, great, great to get an internship with them, I'll do it. And I was on a small executive team as their intern and which later turned into kind of a contracted position. And I found myself um, doing all things, but one big part of it was speech writing, booking events worldwide, and arranging travel for some very high level executives. So I was kind of thrown into the fire of the meeting planner business and got experience in that without really realizing it until I started looking for a job. And um, I wasn't finding a job in the industry I thought I was going to go into. And actually a hotel, a little small boutique hotel in Seattle reached out to me after seeing my resume on Craigslist where, where you could like post your resume. Mm -hmm. And um, I went in for the interview and she hired me on the spot as director of sales in a little 50, 50 room or 51 room hotel in Queen Anne. Oh, wow. Very cute, you know, classic little hotel. So it kind of so wait, the business. Your introduction to hotels was like director of sales. Yes. <laughs> so I That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And so honestly, I, um, I think one of the best things I did during that time was I went out and met with all the hotel people that I could. We would go, Alex, who you had on your podcast and who I now work with, was one of those people, along with Nora, who works at the WAC now. And I would pick their brains, like, what is this industry? Where can I go with it? Because I just didn't know anything about it. And um, so it was a great experience. And um, yeah, I, it was a great way to start. So that was back in 2007. So yeah. like just before the recession. Yes. Right. So what a... So first time director of sales right before the recession. This, I mean, like, did you, when you first got into hospitality, were you enjoying it? <laughs> or yeah. were you like, what have I done with my life? No, I enjoyed it. I think it was a very different world than the big hotels, you know, I work for now or I worked for after. And um, honestly, it was a lot of community building, which was fun. I worked a lot with the Seattle Center and the theaters 
And the recession didn't affect me as much as I think it would have at this job or a different job because I had such a small hotel. And so I was doing a lot of business travel. I was doing little groups for theater and things like that. But the biggest way I think it affected me was I I think, I don't know how far in, but I wanted to move on to a better better job, a bigger hotel. And it yeah. wasn't in 2008. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, so I had to put, I stayed there for three years and then in 2010 is when I started looking again. To okay. go somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, so where did you end up after that one then? What so then I went at? to the W Seattle and, um, I did not move into another director role. <laughs> I went into, um, uh, small meetings and events, which was known as executive meeting manager with Starwood back in the day and, um, oh, great yes. experience, you know, and, but definitely thrown into the fire there. Oh yes. At the marketing. It was, busy. it was a different world, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. So did you, um, I mean, like you started at IBM and you were doing, you were basically the decision maker for your then job, job you know what I mean? So you're the person who booked meetings and events. Did you lean on any of those contacts back at IBM to like give a you some business? Bit, a little bit. Um, a lot of it was East Coast because I was yeah. in Chicago at the time. And so East Coast and D.C. Because I remember trying to do more of that, I think, even after I went to Holmes Briscoe. But a lot of it was East Coast business. And honestly, when I was at IBM, I was yeah. just doing what the executives were telling me to do. Right. So they yeah. would be like, Paul, um, I mean, I remember speaking with the wife of the current president of China or not him, not her. Sorry. Her executive <laughs> assistant. Yeah. And booking a room for her in Egypt for their event. So I didn't at the time understand that I was getting experience. I was just, I mean, it was fast. It was stressful. It was a great, yeah. an incredible mentor at that job who's I still speak to today. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It was, but I mean, you do have that experience yeah. and uh, you know what your client wants being in that role. You know, you were that, you were that person booking. The right. So that's, you got a leg up there. Yeah. Um, all right. So you spent some time in hotels then, and then you transitioned out. Yeah. So what happened then? Um, well, my daughter was born. And oh. so I had uh, my daughter in 2013 and I just wanted to try something else. I wanted to try working from home and I had worked with Holmes Briscoe and, you know, so I was like, what is this home? You know, how does this work? So I reached out to Nicole Tangway is who I spoke with, um, who's still there now and met with her and just decided it would be a great fit. And that was, I did that for the next four years. So it was, a it was a great experience in a lot of ways. And, um, it really, I think one of the things that I took away from it the most is that you learned so much about the hotel industry and all the different brands and hotels and contracting and, and what the client's looking for and what their frustrations are. I mean, the experience was really, really good and um, very helpful to me as I went back into hotels as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's the unique opportunity that, that you have. A lot of people, especially right now, are transitioning like in and out of hospitality just mm -hmm. with everything that's gone on in the past yeah. year. You have managed to transition in and out, but like in the same like area in the same field, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so transitioning to Helms Briscoe. Okay. Well, again, that was your clients. Right. Um, and then transitioning back. What do you think is the biggest difference between working um, with like Helms Briscoe and then working in hotels? What would be uh, your big takeaway there? Well, when you work for Helms Briscoe, it's like running your own business. And so you, you're in charge of making your money. It's all commission based. So um, it's, there's a lot on you and that can be, there's pros and cons to that. I think I got to a point after four years, 
Um, I'm now a single mom and just wanting some very consistent, a consistent job with, with room to grow in the ways I want to grow and to learn some new things. And, um, and so that was my main reason was just to kind of use the experience I took from Helms Briscoe, which I knew was so valuable and see how that made me a better salesperson back in the hotel in being in hotels. And, um, and, you know, I had been working from home for four years, so I wasn't going to go back to on property. It just wasn't what I was looking for. And when the Caesars job came, opportunity came up and it's also work from home, but, um, you know, it had some of those other things I was looking for as well. Well, how did this opportunity present itself then? Because you were uh, at Helms Briscoe and now you're at Caesars. So how did that yeah. happen? Um, well, I was looking, but nothing was really popping up. I had interviewed a few times. And um, Alex, who I mentioned earlier, who I work with now, he was like, you need to come work for Caesars. It's the greatest job ever. And I was like, really? I don't know. I, you know, I didn't know much about Caesars. And all I thought about was like Las Vegas, these huge hotels. And, you know, of course, I had been there and I'd spent time there. Um, but it just wasn't on my radar, but I was like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe I'll see. And at the time, you know, when he first mentioned it, there wasn't a job available. And I was working with his, um, his the, the regional manager at the time, Yelena, who's now my, uh, one of my associate director of sales. Mm -hmm. And she also just said it was great. And, you know, um, just had high praise for the job. So when she was moving to a different role, I applied for the job and um, luckily they hired me. So if there's one thing I can say for fact is that Alex can sell anything. So I mean, <laughs> you never know. And you know what? I'm so thankful. And I tell him all the time, it was such a great move. Like I right. am so thankful that I got this job. So I hear that all the time from people who work at Caesars. I, mm -hmm. I mean that everyone that works at Caesars loves working for Caesars. So, I mean, I hope that my boss isn't listening, but if I'm ever looking <laughs> in the future, I know, yeah. I know where I'm looking. So that's it's incredible. A great company. Yeah. It's, it's um, surpassed my expectations, I would say in so many ways. So yeah, great yeah. job. It's hard work, but it's a good job. When did you start back? At, when did you get, when did you start at Caesars? Uh, 2000, sorry, 2018. <laughs> It's hard and after 2020, the way it's been, I don't even know dates anymore. <laughs> I know. And I mean, you want to talk resilience. I mean, you started in hotels right before a recession and then you started back in hotels right before a pandemic. So, yes. I mean, I think you need to add that to your resume. I, That's, I should. That is pretty impressive. But so what do you, so you've done the switch, right? And I've mentioned that a lot of people are looking to switch back and forth or out of hospitality or whatever. What do you think are some of the transferable skills? Like hospitality gave so many skills, you know? Yeah. Um, I think hospitality, I mean, one of the biggest skills you've just learned to work with all different personality types and be professional and um, deal with conflicts in a positive way. I think hospitality people are some of the nicest people because we have to learn to be nice. I mean, you're not nice. It's hard to make it in this job, but they're nice people and straightforward as well. And so I think that can go into any industry. I was talking to someone recently about that who's doing that transition. And it's like, you people don't, I think they underestimate the skills hospitality professionals have. Um, yeah. On top of that, negotiating, you know, negotiating contracts, rates, and um, wine and dining our clients. Um, you know, there's a lot of things, problem solving, um, knowing the world and um, other, you know, you, you work with people from other countries and all different things. So 
I think there are a lot of transferable skills. And I think people that are, I know there's so many people out looking for work right now. And I um, would highly recommend hiring people out of the hospitality industry, even if it's something unrelated. I think we can also learn on the fly. Like, that's, I was just going to touch on that too. You mentioned like I was thrown in the fire. I think right. everyone in hospitality is thrown in the fire. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> the really ability to adapt to anything. Right. Yep, exactly. That's why I think there was the meme or joke going around during the pandemic that if they had just passed off handling it to hospitality people, we would have had it done. <laughs> done. Yes. yes. Without popping yes. the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are so many amazing things that you get to experience in, ho in hotels in general working in the hotel or outside of the hotel so i agree the skills that you gain in hospitality is unlike any other industry in the world um but i want to know what's going on at caesars are you gonna are you yeah. willing to share some of that with me yeah, like how are you guys sure. doing well, it's been a tough year like it is for everybody, but I think it's a very, we're a resilient team and a resilient company. And I think Las Vegas has so much to offer in terms of space, in terms of things to do and the ability to social distance. I mean, we have some of the biggest meeting space, right? So um, we are now currently at 50% um, capacity or up to 250 people in a meeting room. So, um, or as part of a group, sorry, excuse me. Um, so that's just gone up as of March 15th. And then as of May 1st, what we're being told is it's um, under the jurisdiction of local authorities. So, okay. so I, you know, I can't tell you exactly what that's going to mean and what's going to happen. But if we've learned anything in the last year, it's that we don't know what we don't know. So um, but it's moving forward, which is really positive. And, I, you know, I have groups this summer and our, my counterparts have groups and I think we're going to see Vegas come back quicker than some other places just because of that ability, you know, to spread out people in space and use outdoor space and different things. So we're excited. Um, I mean, as for speaking for all of us in hospitality, we're dying to book groups again, right? And we're yeah. dying to meet. I want to see people again. And so we, we'll find ways to do it safely and, you know, and work, like I said, we're flexible. So if anybody has business and needs a place to go, you know, you can reach out and we can help make it work. So I think Vegas yeah. has a lot of ability to do that. And, and um, so, yeah, can't <laughs> wait to have everybody. We can't wait to be booking meetings again. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy to hear that though, even at 50% occupancy, uh, that's incredible. So what are you guys, are, what are you guys doing differently in Vegas uh, right now with some of these groups? I mean, are you promoting anything different? Um, as in, as it, different than we normally do? Yeah. What types of groups are you seeing coming in? Is it, I mean, smaller groups, obviously. Is there like yeah. a trend there? It's smaller, um, some more Smurf type groups. So you might yeah. get people that are doing reunions and things. Um, you know, some of the really large corporate events that you, you know, we've had in the past might be still doing virtual for a while. Mm -hmm. but but I'm definitely finding people want to be back. I have uh, some clients that do trainings in different areas like taxes and things that they need to get together and meet in person. And they're not, they could be spread apart. You know, we can keep them yeah. apart. Like I said, we have a lot of space to work with. And, um, and so, you know, just stuff like that, but we'll, you know, it's going to be interesting to see in the next few months who starts putting inquiries out. And yeah. again, because I think that's part of the thing that's hard right now is there's, People have put stuff on a hold 
And I think it's going to all kind of want to come back at once. And one thing we're seeing is that space is really filling up for 2022 and 2023. So oh, that makes those sense. now. <laughs> no, because people are, they're rebooking things they yeah. have to cancel. And so they're putting them in future years. So we are going to run into um, being quite busy and having to turn groups away in the future. And so um, the sooner you can get, start thinking about groups again, I would encourage people to do that. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not surprised to hear that there's a lot of smart business right now being smaller groups and a lot of people are probably still driving and all of that. What, uh, what is there to do in Vegas right now? Is everything back open? Like other than being, you know, in the meeting space or, you know, doing whatever you're doing, what is there to do? I just saw an ad yesterday or an article yesterday that talked about all the shows that are opening up. So they're, you know, it's step-by-step step, opening slowly. I don't have the list in front of me of which shows. That's okay. But shows are back. Yeah, shows are coming back, which is very exciting. You know, restaurants have been open through this, not all, some, um, and every day more are opening up. Um, pools, like we have our pools open. I just was talking to a client today about booking their pool parties. And, um, and you know, you have the outdoor, you have Red Rock Canyon, you know, people go to the Grand Canyon. Um, so Vegas, I mean, there's, you know, everybody knows there's a ton to do in Vegas and they just are slowly getting things back open and working. And I think as it's happening, people are going to be really excited to be there and to be out and be around people and, um, you know, eat and drink and see yeah. a show. <laughs> I never considered booking pool parties. Like I never, like, I don't know. I come from small hotels. We don't, yeah. we don't do that. So I mean, spring break, are you booking a lot of pool parties right now? Oh no, no, no. No, I, unless, do I not know geography? Like, is it is it cool? No, 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 it's not that. It's that. So when I when I say pool parties, I mean I had one that for a client that was talking about it. It's actually can be hard to book pool parties because oh, really? the pools are so popular. Oh, okay. And um, with the the guests at the hotel, so we can do you know at Caesars and different locations, we can do like an evening event at the pool or different things, or you can reserve cabanas and things like that. Over. Um, times like spring break when we get a lot of people in um, as a group we don't usually book pool parties because they're you know you have the average guests using the pool and we wouldn't want to shut it down and turn them away right that completely makes sense well that's yeah. kind of what I was wondering I was like I've never thought of booking pool parties because I mean that's some for some people that's the entire reason they go to Vegas is yeah yeah, yeah. And, and when I say that it's like a small group meeting for a few drinks and then they go off on their yeah. own and have a connection. it's a breakout <laughs> It's not like a huge meeting. Yeah. Okay. It totally makes sense. All right. Well, that's amazing. So if anyone is interested in booking events, then they just contact you. How, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, by email would be great. And you want me to just give my email address? Yes, um, please. It's L-E-S-S as in Sam, E-X hyphen white, W-H-I-T-E at Caesars.com. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone who's not watching this and seeing it at the bottom of the screen, we'll make sure to add it in the notes section of uh, this podcast episode so that you can contact Lydia and uh, inquire about booking a group or an event. So that would be amazing. And, you know, again, things are booking up quickly for the next couple of years. Short-term business is great, but even for those that are looking for long-term, it's probably better to get on it now absolutely for yeah. sure are you guys doing anything different with contracts i know there's some hesitation out there about booking far out not knowing what's going on and everyone's kind of a little uh trigger shy if you will yeah. I would say just, 
you know, whether it's me or another um, sales manager, um, just ask us, you know, ask us what we can do and we will be as flexible as we can. We understand that there's going to be some changes and people are going to be asking for some different things. But um, yeah, just ask. <laughs> I'll do whatever I can to get you in and make sure your contract is comfortable for you and, you know, makes sense for us. Yeah. So. Yeah, the salespeople don't bite, guys. Like, honestly, yeah. we don't. So, I mean, if you have questions, don't wait. Just ask them. So, yes. definitely reach out to Lydia or anyone with the Caesar Entertainment team uh, to see about it. I can't wait to get back to Vegas, like myself. Like, I'm not like, a big gambler or anything, but there's always amazing shows and events and food. It's going to be oh, fun gosh. to get back into getting together with people. My goodness, I can't wait. I can't either. And I can't wait for just events in general. And um, I mean, do you guys, do you have anything on the horizon right now as far as events like traveling yourself? No, not right now. I did take a trip to Hawaii last month, which was awesome. But that, uh, that sounds awesome. And it, it wasn't crowded, was it? No, no. Oh. It was nice. Yeah, that was great. That's amazing. That That's amazing. Yeah. I don't have anything on the docket until like, uh, I don't know, September. No, it's best. painful. It's definitely painful. So I think that everyone, I say this all the time, I think everyone is uh, has a bit of cabin fever. And I think that I'm projecting because I have cabin fever and I'm going crazy. So yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that you're not going to have a problem uh, yeah. booking business. So that's I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any other uh, words of advice for anyone who may be transitioning between hospitality and another industry? Um, I would say just don't be scared to try something new. Right. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, and don't be afraid to like spout out your skills because you have them. Right. And I think we can think like, Oh, I don't have anything to offer, but you do. So that's what I would say is just sell yourself. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're not in sales, trust me, you know how to do it. The front desk knows how to do it too. Jans, you know how to do it. Everyone sells in the hotel space. That's just what happens. So I'm going to put your email address up here one more time. If you have any questions for Lydia or if you are interested in more information on booking a group or an event, be sure to email her. For those just listening, I'll make sure that it is in the uh, podcast show notes. So... Other than that, thank you for being a guest thank on the you. show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And for everyone else, I'll see you again next time. Thank you.